You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al Sayed, and this week's show is brought to you by Project Visual. On this weekly talk show, we invite experts to learn from their career journeys as professionals in their fields. Tune in every week on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the advice of these professionals. And remember, if you have any questions for our panelists, you can always leave them in the comment section. Today's guest is Sadiq Kashwani. Sadiq is a fintech product manager and business developer who said, when you work at a startup, you have to wear many different hats. I wish I looked good in hats. Sadiq, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on this. How are you doing? Thank you for being here. I'm well. Um, so first, before we begin, let's tell everyone what a fintech company is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I get that question quite a bit. Uh, so essentially, it's financial technology. Um, mm-hmm. You mix those two words together, uh, fintech. <laughs> and it's not, uh, fintech isn't a company. It is uh, just an overall um, definer of different uh, companies. So you work for? Correct. Yeah. So it's like an, it's an industry, really. So mm-hmm, right, like as finance is one or technology exactly, is another. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's just a, that's just a little niche of technology. What sort of technology is it? Well, we serve the, the financial side the of financial it. Financial field, yeah. Um, and what company do you work for? Uh, I've, I work for a, a small, small company called Hidden Levers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're the product manager and business developer. Yeah, so I work on the product management team mm-hmm. um, and also on the on the business development team. So not just not just you know one particular role. Obviously, it's, it's a small startup, so you got to do different things. So so yeah, those yeah. are those are my two responsibilities. Interesting. Uh, can you tell us what you do as a product manager? Yeah, sure. So. Uh, so obviously it's a it's a tech platform, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're building technology and we're always updating it. So uh, you know, being on the product management team, what I have to do is uh, is is understand what the clients really want mm-hmm. and actually mock that up and pass it on to the software development team and actually have that become a product. So I'm I'm that middle person that's taking the ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my own team, from from the actual clients, making it into into something concrete and passing it off, so it actually becomes a product. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, and you also work in the bis- business development side. What's uh, that role? Yeah, so business development uh, basically, you know, it's a fancy word for uh, for basically sales and mm-hmm. marketing side of it as well, because you know you you're developing your business right you're making it from one customer to two Mm -hmm. to three to four hundred right so uh the expansion of that business how you do it that's you know that's that's what business development is really that's cool because you're kind of uh involved in that product from beginning to end from when it's made to when it's sold correct Yeah. yeah um can you tell us a bit about what you studied um when you were in school yeah, so it's uh, it's actually really interesting. I so just right off out of high school, I wanted to be an accountant. So I took a year off after high school and and uh, did an accountancy internship, mm-hmm. and I actually really hated it. So, <laughs> so I realized that 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 wasn't 
that wasn't you know for me so so then I wanted to do economics but I moved to I moved to New York and my school only offers economics as a politics philosophy and economics mm-hmm. degree and and I wasn't really interested in politics or philosophy so I mm-hmm. went into finance um, and you know that's how I you know I got into that finance field uh, and obviously the you know when you when you when you have a finance degree normally the traditional route is to go into banking or any of mm-hmm. you know that sort of that sort of a field um and and you know from the beginning that's what I had in mind but you know I had a couple of internships one was at a non-profit organization called Charity Water mm-hmm. and the other one was at a at a, at a bank UBS mm-hmm. uh, so being in in their finance department uh, you know I it was it was good I, I learned quite a bit and I was fortunate to sort of have those internships but mm-hmm. it really it really it really made me realize that you know I probably don't want to do this uh, for you know just starting off as a career right yeah. because for those big organizations you have you know highly structured roles within the firm and you go into the office you do everything the same right you do the same thing every every day you go in and I don't think that I don't think I really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do something different right I wanted to be able to uh, have that flexibility that I didn't quite get Mm -hmm. and that's why I looked into tech and obviously you know the fintech role really suits me because obviously it's it's part of what I studied but obviously on the tech side of it as well which is a little bit more exciting mm-hmm. providing new challenges all the time yeah yeah absolutely um so what you're talking about is basically the corporate versus the um more independent or smaller uh startups right yeah yeah, so you began in a corporate and then decided this is not for me. Um, how did you land in a startup? Yeah, so it's uh, it's actually quite quite funny. I um I I had met one of the founders of of the company that I work at right now uh, at an art event. So on the side, he has a he has a nonprofit um, art organization. So he puts up events and and actually worked mm-hmm. one of those events when I was in, when I was in college. So I'd met him. Uh, so this and, is way back when you were still in college. Yeah, this was this was actually that's my cool. freshman year. Oh, so I cool. met him. I worked at his event, and then I worked a couple more of his events because you know we mm-hmm. got on really well, and I enjoyed working working with him. Uh, and you know, up until after I graduated, I had no idea that this person actually owned a fintech company as well. And it just so happened that, you know, when I had graduated and I was uh, still interviewing at different places, uh, I met up with him and he, he said, oh, well, why don't you come work with me? <laughs> so so it's, it's quite a funny story. And, and actually, that's, you know, that's, that's a takeaway as well, uh, is, is that, you know, whoever you meet, try to always keep in touch with them because you never know, right, who you're... Who, you're going to be employed by Mm -hmm. um what other advice do you have for people who are in that networking (laughs) frenzy you know having all these people (laughs) that you're meeting and not knowing um who to keep tabs on who to stay with and who to um follow up with yeah I mean there is no real way for you to know if this person's actually going to be 
uh, if this person's actually worth keeping in touch with, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not sure if worth is the is the is the right word, but you know, you get what I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. just that you know you have to keep your options open, and it's just and it's just an email, right? Saying hi, how how are you doing? Uh, you know, just wanted to say hello, right? That's 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 yeah. really easy for you to do. Uh, you know, it's it's low risk and high reward, right? We we're, we're a risk platform, so I'm always thinking to, in terms of risk and what my reward is. <laughs> it's just saying hello, you know, a couple months, six months, right? Or you know, saying hello at Christmas or Easter mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just so they just so they know that you know you have them in mind, and mm-hmm. you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna need. Uh, a recommendation from them or or anything right or any advice so yeah just just keeping in touch uh being proactive mm-hmm. uh, it goes 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 a long way um what things can you do to set yourself apart from everyone else in this uh industry yeah so when so when i first started my job uh, so obviously, I, I, I only knew about finance, right? I didn't quite know anything about technology. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are people who only knew about the tech side and not the finance side, mm-hmm. right? So it's if if you can. So for me, what I wish someone told me this before is, yeah, great, you're doing finance, that's good. But if you wanted to go in that in that fintech field. Try a, try a couple courses to do with computer science, right? Because the value um, of your work is not twice as much as uh, when you only do one, one thing. It probably becomes four times or five times more, right? Mm-hmm. Because you hardly ever find people. Uh, I mean, not hardly ever, but it's just, you know, the people who know both sides, so the finance and technology side of things mm-hmm. are low in supply so mm-hmm. it's always a supply and demand kind of thing right so if 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 something is um less in supply obviously the value of it is going to be more yeah um can you tell us what the difference between the corporate side and the startup side is uh, what did you find that drew you more towards uh smaller companies well for the smaller companies you don't have you don't have that that corporate structure right Mm -hmm. so for us we're a really flat organization so I can go up to my CEO and ask him whatever I can go get lunch with him I can do whatever right he's Mm -hmm. he sits right on he sits five feet away from me so (laughs) I really like that because obviously he he has quite a bit of experience right and and I just want to learn from him right because mm. obviously he's done something right in his career to be at the place that he's at and if I can be in in a in a close room with him mm. right obviously I'm going to learn quite a bit and taking him as a mentor so exactly yeah so it makes it that much easier for you and then on the other side uh for me and I'm not saying structure is good or bad for me coming out of college and this is true for a lot of people they don't know what they really want to do. Yeah, they have a degree in something because, you know, they had an interest in that at some point in their life and that's why they did a degree in it. But coming out of college, you don't really know what you want to do. So if you want, if you can be in a startup sort of an environment when you can try different things and really know what interests you, 
in, in a particular thing, right? It really helps you sort of narrow it down for your next opportunity mm-hmm. rather than going into that corporate structure where you're going to have one role and mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be happy or unhappy with that, right? For me, if I'm at this startup, I can really understand what I want to do and then take my next step. And that might be at a big corporation, but now I really know if I'm going to enjoy this or not. Mm-hmm. Is that because the corporate, you're sort of stuck in that role and you can't um, experience other things? Correct. Yeah. So, so for me, if, you know, take the same example, if I am on the product management team at a big corporation, I can't go and be part of the marketing team, right? Because for these big corporations, they have hundreds of people in just the marketing department and hundreds of people in the product management department. So they don't really combine that well, right? I can't just get up and go sit next to the marketing director and give him my ideas well because it, that's not really how it works um, at my current job I can I can actually put forward my ideas and actually see them um, work out or not work out right they can actually give me feedback on on you know how I'm thinking and if it actually is going to work or not interesting um, <clears throat> so what tangible steps do you suggest that people uh, take to find a job after graduation um, or even find uh, which career they want to go into after high school what they want yeah to I mean that's 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 an interesting question right because from how I did it in high school right obviously as I said I had an interest in accounting and mm-hmm. then I took a gap year to actually try it out well in that time I figured out that this is actually not my cup of tea so that actually made me understand, hey, good that I did this because if I had just gone from high school to college for an accounting degree, and I, you know, it probably wouldn't have worked out for me. Now, granted that, you know, you can do that. And then after the first year, if you don't enjoy it, you can always change your major. Mm-hmm. And obviously there are a couple of ways to do that, right? So you can actually work or go straight in and then figure out after a year if you really like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think getting internships really important. And not just one type, right? Try and experience different things. So if you're doing finance, don't always go for a finance internship because then you're always going to be stuck in that mindset that you want to go into that one field. Or what if you enjoy something a little bit different? And what if you don't want to go into finance or you want to go into, I don't know, marketing, something like that. So mm-hmm. having your options open because you're in college, right? You're, you're still experiencing different things and you really don't you really don't know at that point I don't know right now what I want (laughs) and I'm I'm over a year into my into my first job but that's that's what you need to figure out and if you you know if you can take some measures to figure that figure that out earlier rather than later then obviously it goes uh goes goes along uh, quite a bit yeah it makes it easier for you to Uh, figure that out exactly yeah Yeah. um what do you think uh was the moment that you felt you know this is what I want to do with my life I would say see for me it was it was not about this is what I want to do Mm -hmm. it was this is what I don't want to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know working as at UBS, for example, you know, really fortunate to, I was really fortunate to be there, 
But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, hey, do I really want to wake up every morning to do the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. right, in a big corporation? Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't know, two, three years down the line, maybe I want to do that. Uh, but I don't know right now. I wanted to, I wanted to be flexible. I don't. I didn't want to close up my options too early, and that's why I decided to work at a smaller, smaller shop mm-hmm. because really, you know, that helps you decide, as I said before, what you really want to do. And once yeah. you figure that out, then you know, by all means, go work at a big corporation, but in that niche, right? Because now you understand what you want to do, and you can excel at that. So for me, it wasn't really about, you know, having the epiphany of, hey, fintech is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> It was more sort of, hey, what do I not want to do? Because that, again, helps you narrow down your options. Mm-hmm. And let's try this out and experience different things and see what best suits you. Exactly, yeah. Um, so can you tell us more about uh, some projects you've worked on or um, ideas that, <clears throat> how you take it from that initial um, idea and make it into a, a concrete product? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and this and this happens every every sort of month and every every couple of months is mm-hmm. so. At my company, what we're doing is making different scenarios. So, you know, if you look at the news, there are loads of things that are going on. So, for example, there's a lot that's been talked about the trade war right now. Mm-hmm. So that's another that's the scenario that we would come up with. So what we're saying is and and. Just a, just a brief background of, you know, what my company does mm-hmm. is we're looking at different portfolios. So we're helping asset managers and, you know, financial advisors uh, assess risk inside of their clients' portfolios. Okay. So let's imagine that we have a particular portfolio and we put a scenario on top of it saying, hey, if I have this portfolio and if the trade war were to actually happen, how is that going to affect my portfolio? What sort of risk am I really looking at? Mm-hmm. So the way we create those scenarios is we take, we, we, do, we do some research on the back end uh, and then we take different analysts' opinions. So obviously there's loads of analysts that, you know, that mm-hmm. have different opinions. So we combine them in little bite-sized pieces right? and we call, the, we call those pieces scenarios. And then we were looking at those different scenarios, uh, scenarios, and then combining them with, you know, particular portfolio, and saying, hey, if this happens, how is that gonna, how is that gonna work for your portfolio, and what changes do you have to make? So obviously, there, there are clients that want different scenarios based on different macroeconomic events. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I would do is, you know, do a little bit of research, help. Um, help combine those um, uh, those analyst opinions and help mm-hmm. with the presentation uh, with those with those scenarios when they, when they first come out. So that's one mm-hmm. of the things, uh, one of the ta- tangible things that I that's you know it's that is sort of easy for me to explain over over <laughs> a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's sort of you taking all of that data and um, reporting it in a way that. Uh, they can understand and take it and use it. Correct. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you think about those end clients, uh, you know, who might not be knowledgeable in you know that finance jargon, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm 
you know, they're never going to come up to you and say, hey, what's the standard deviation or the correlation risk or the sharp or saltina ratio of my portfolio? Well, how can we how can you present that information in in a way that's really going to resonate with them? Mm-hmm. Right? These people are always going to come up to you and say, hey, what if the financial crisis happens? Yeah. Right? Because they understand that's 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 something that they would understand. So we're we're combining all of that data, all of that information into those scenarios that the clients, the end clients are really able to understand. Mm-hmm. Have there been a negative um, or positive effects? I mean, positive, obviously, because it is a fintech uh, corporation company, but have there been negative effects um, because of technology? That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And, and, you know, there is, I get that question quite a bit, just mm-hmm. wrapped up in a different way. Yeah. And I'll tell you what that question is, really. Well, is technology taking away our jobs? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I like to think about it in, you know, in efficiency, in, in that efficiency term, right? Well, think about it this way, right? Um ages and ages ago like we were all farmers right but then obviously uh, as as technology improved mm-hmm. that field sort of became obsolete right especially for for those farmers who you know who used to use um you know physical labor right mm-hmm. but yeah you can say that the the improvements in technology had those farmers um well fired i guess from their from their from their jobs if they if that's what you want to call them but you know they went out and sort of um improved their skills in such a way that uh, started another industry right so you can always argue that case but at the end of the day are we more efficient or less efficient today Mm. Right? and that's how that's how we should think about it because you can you can always say oh yeah technology is always um taking our jobs away well it's not really that true right you're using your phone that's technology well <laughs> you you've you've gotten rid of rid of that i don't know that mm-hmm. that pigeon that you tie your messages <laughs> fly it's uh, aiding <laughs> right. you in doing well, your job better <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. so so you, you always have to think about think about technology in that sort of terms mm-hmm. for you to really understand, you know, how much of an impact it's had um, yeah. on us. There have been a lot of technological advances that have um, made a lot of the industries around us lose uh, working jobs um, and transfer to that technology because it is more efficient and more cost effective for that company. Um, mm-hmm. So, how do you feel the future of this is going? I think, I think being in tech, um, mm-hmm. being in tech, obviously there are going to be there are going to be some jobs that are going to be obsolete mm-hmm. uh, down the line. But you know, as uh, you know, as someone who's in college or in high school right now, they should be thinking about that right now. Yeah. Right, in terms of making a career decision, don't think about what's valuable to me right now because tomorrow or two years down the line or five years down the line, that that's probably that or that may not be valuable or as valuable. Think about five years down the line 
and you know what's going to bring you more value right what can you do today in terms of in college or coming out of high school what sort of uh, knowledge can you gain right now what could, what sort of skills can you gain right now mm-hmm. that's going to make you more valuable 5 years down the line and that's right. an extremely important piece of advice because um it's something that people don't generally think about because you think okay what makes the most money right now or what makes um the best job for me right now you don't think in the future is this job going to still be there yeah exactly exactly and that's that's the way that's the way to think right um mm-hmm. for me for me i wish i wish i thought like that i probably would have done um something to do with computer science not 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 a whole degree but maybe taking some courses uh that would have given me that head start yeah um, but yeah i mean i'm glad that i know that now <laughs> and I'm, i'm and i'm working towards being you know more technologically savvy yeah. and and you know one thing that i found once i started my job is you know you have you have a lot of time um in high school and in, in college right you'd go to college come home or uh, you know for me it was the case of I'd go to college go directly to work finish work at like 11 or midnight come home do homework wake up in the morning go to soccer practice and then do the day all over again so mm-hmm. i had no time while i was in college and then when i went to work when i started my first job i finished work at 6 6:30 and then i had the whole evening to myself and for the first couple of months i was like well i don't know what to do with myself right now because i have so much time right so for a lot of these college students right they're going to they're going to have the same sort of thing if you know if they work their way through college but you know make sure that you utilize that time in in a way that's going to make you more valuable Mm-hmm. Right. So for me I started learning a little bit more about code and doing extra uh, extra bit of research into that. Mm-hmm. Um you know and and obviously it's it's helping me. And that's interesting to think because uh this applies to all industries. Um journalism for example, the journalist has to be the writer, the reporter, the photographer, the videographer, the editor, the you have to have all of those skills um and right. pull them together in one um and that's something that is true to so many fields yeah exactly yeah fortunately yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> um one uh last question before we come to near the end of our show Um what advice can you give to current high school or college students that could help them in making a decision to either improve their chances uh for a job further on um if they're considering your profession so for example courses to take internships to do maybe extracurricular activities mm-hmm. Yeah I mean for for me uh I mean if you want to be in in my field obviously you know a degree in finance or or economics uh is is a is is a normal option mm-hmm. but within that don't just don't just close up yourself just to do that i would say try different things right um i mean one advice that i would give everyone is just not not be afraid of 
trying different things right because that's that's what i did in college and you know that's what made me realize some of the things that i don't want to do um so that's that's one thing uh another thing is always this is this is always going to be the case for me whenever someone asks me is mm-hmm. do 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 as, take as many courses to do with tech as you can because that's where that's where we're moving towards right um and obviously in in time to come as we already discussed a lot of these a lot of these professions are going to be obsolete because of because of technology as it improves so try to get a head start if you can and i think you should be you should be good to go thank you so much baka is that your final piece of advice for us today i think so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> yeah absolutely thank you sadik yeah no worries thanks for having me Um just one announcement Umoja is uh, excited to partner up with Avalon University to bring you an excellent medical school you can take advantage by contacting them at admissions@avalonu.org and mention that you were referred by Umoja Before we come to the end of our show we'd like to let you know Umoja will be kicking off the academy in multiple cities in the fall If you'd like an academy near you please email academy@umojaoutreach.org You were just listening to the You Mentor Talk show. If you missed this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the You Mentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, why not subscribe to our iTunes podcast so you never miss another show. If you want to reach out to today's speaker or speakers from any of our previous shows to ask these professionals any questions you may have, just visit our online platform at emojiatreach.org/unleashthefuture/groups. Be sure to tune in next week at 3 p.m. on Saturday to hear from our next guest, Iman Abdul Razak, Lighting Technical Director at Pixar. Thank you for listening to our speaker today on Facebook Live.